Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here again today with only one lone Infinity Bro, Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Now, I wish people could see your backdrop today, Mark. You changed it up a little bit. Sometimes you, you, you try to keep me on my toes on this show. I'll yeah. leave it at that. Sometimes they're appropriate, sometimes they're not. <laughs> Today's background is not only appropriate, I would retweet it, like it, double down on it, whatever phrasing you want to use. You went with the Alpha 5 Zordon uh, background, their their main layer, uh, the command center. I really, really like this, Mark. And w- what kind of shirt are you sporting today? Um, a Christmas-themed Green Ranger uniform. Are you, yeah. are you claiming, then, that the Green Ranger is the best original Power Ranger? I suppose. Out of, he'd be my favorite. Tommy's, Tommy's my boy. Over the White Ranger, though. Well, he's not original, technically. So you would say the White Ranger... Yeah, I guess. I guess that's Because if you just go by the main characters, like, you know, yeah. Tommy becomes the White Ranger. It's not like someone takes over the Green Ranger. Right. In at least the first couple seasons. Because, yeah, they're both equally... Like, it was, like, a flip of the coin when I was looking to purchase this. I was like, do I get the White Ranger one or the Green Ranger one? It was definitely just one of those two, but I went Green Ranger. Yeah, either go Dragon Zord or White Tiger. I think Dragon Zord's better. I agree. Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day, week, or month. We are just plowing through 2020 again. Another great episode. We're jam-packed full today, guys. Lots of news that came out this week. Uh, We're going to talk about everything. The obvious news at the top of the show we will talk about is the news for HBO Max to essentially throw all the movies they would have thrown in the theater also on their streaming platform. We're going to talk about the early Wonder Woman 1984 reviews, the controversy surrounding Monster Hunter in China, and Letitia Wright on Twitter and we're going to talk about some other things on Little Bits, as well as Hot or Snot. And then we're going to close out the show with our most anticipated HBO Max movies coming to the streaming service. Mark, how was your week? Was it good? I guess. What do you mean, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Works Works kind of sucked this week. Yeah. I, I, almost went, I almost went full candid with you on the podcast, which would have been really weird for the listeners. I just want to say, like, I that's why there was a pause. I was like, I almost, I almost went too far, and people be like, "Wow, Mark, no one cares." But um, yeah. Other well, than that, in your defense, I asked. Yeah. It's not like nobody asked. Like I, I asked, "Hey, how's work this week? How's your this week?" You know, work work wise, it's just been kind of a, a fluctuation of like an S storm of stuff that just seems to, you know, <laughs> like it's like there's a, hopefully an end to the tunnel, and then there's some news on stuff Friday with our teams, just like. All right, I guess, you know, we just hang on until stuff changes. Just holding on for dear life at this point. But, you know, personal side, it's been fantastic. I've been, we've been gift wrapping. Are you big gift wrapping guy? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, no. Dude, well, now now that I have a beautiful wife named Kelly, she does all the beautiful wrapping because I'm terrible wrapping. But, so the only person that will probably ever get a personalized wrapped gift from me is my wife. This is a big controversial topic, and I'm glad you brought it up. And it kind of parallels what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Are you a believer, Mark? Because my wife was pointing out to me today that on Facebook, my wife's beautiful too, by the way. I I, I never really say like my beautiful wife, Kelly, like Mark does, because my wife is not 
Kelly. That would be weird. But also, uh, my wife is beautiful too. I just want to make that note. Anyway, long story short, she said that people are offering to gift wrap for other people and expecting payment in return. Are you the kind of person that would pay to do that? Or are you like me where I'm like, I'm just going to put it in a gift bag. My wife knows I can't wrap it. I'd rather get her a great gift, put it in a bag. Oh, yeah. I'm never paying for wrapping. You might get a, a you know, a horrible looking gift, but like I did it. I did it just for you. And if I had bags <laughs> on hand, they would have been in some nice tissue paper. And, you know, that would have looked a lot better than me wrapping it. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't do tissue paper. I'm saying I just am so bad at wrapping that I would rather put it in a gift bag with nice tissue paper. Oh, no, I agree with you. But you asked the question if I would pay. And the answer is yeah. no. No, no way. I, I would still wrap myself. Yeah, I'd rather just put it in the bag. So really, it's three options. Wrap it, have somebody else wrap it, put it in a bag. Maybe we'll put that out on the Infinity Bros twitter page but man at times are hard when you're asking people to wrap their gifts it's gotta be tough let's not bury the lead any longer though uh mark the landscape of how people consume entertainment might be up for grabs this week um the first article i saw come out about this is hollywood reporter so uh, my apologies to those of you know somebody else that came out with it first send us send us a note and i'll make sure i include them on the show notes i'm gonna read hollywood reporters um article warner brothers is plotting a sweeping response to the ongoing covid19 pandemic which has shuttered movies theaters around the country after announcing that wonder woman 1984 will go to hbo max as well as theaters on december 25th the studio has laid out a similar path for its 2021 slate amid uncertainty about when movie going will get back to normal the studio announced thursday day and date releases for its 17 film slate which will hit HBO Max for a one-month window that starts the same day they will be available in U.S. theaters. Obviously, it'll probably be select theaters, given everything that's happening. The article goes on to say, The Studios 21 slate includes the following projects. The Suicide Squad, The Matrix 4, Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong. I know you're just itching to see that one, Mark. After you, after your, like, your feelings of the second one. I'm glad if I already pay for HBO Max, I don't have to pay to see it in theaters. Ah oh, man, I wish Zane was here just to, just for, just for that dialogue. We'll save that for when Zane comes back. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, other films include Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah. Cannot wait to see this one. That one looks great. Tom and Jerry. That one looks terrible. Mortal <laughs> Kombat. Those Who Wish Me Dead. The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. In the Heights. Reminiscence. Malignant. The Many Saints of Newark. King Richard and Cry Macho. The unprecedented move is likely to catch theater owners off guard and upsets a model that has been in place for decades in the United States and the world. We're going to rate this news and other things today, but before we do that, we want to make sure that you are familiar with our rating system. So we're going to go ahead and put that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. Mark, did you even know that there was a Mortal Kombat movie coming out? Like, did we talk about that? Mm, I think we've, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we have talked about it. I think in the group chat. I knew about it. I feel like it's been in the talks for a while, like a live action Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, very strange. Uh, Mark, I, this this is a layered conversation. And, and if you follow me on Twitter... At Max Mosier 73 
you have kind of seen me. I, I kind of jumped the gun. Normally, I don't really talk about this. If I'm going to talk about it on the show, I, I talked about it. You kind of know my thoughts. But, Mark, we haven't really heard a detailed response. Yours. I'll share my thoughts in a bit. But, Mark, a couple things to to rate on this. I mean, what's – I don't want to really rate the story. I want to hear your reaction. What is your reaction to this, especially from somebody who, you know, you're a business-minded guy. You tend to look at this stuff through the dollars. What are you thinking through this? I think it's – um it's, you know, Warner Brothers, HBO Max, I forget, like, just their, it's their power play into the streaming service. They're, like, if you have their streaming service, you don't have to leave. And I think it's also very much attached to COVID and what they probably went through. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a big, bold move moving forward. And with at least, you know, how we will, you know, consume media and new films and I'm I'm honestly all for it. I mean, why not have this be an option where you can still go see it in theaters, but also if you feel comfortable to see it, in, you know, at your home, like if you have a good setup. I know we talked about in our Infinity Bros group chat. Uh, I know Robbie alluded to this, like you know, with the invention of like 4K TVs and then being you know somewhat cheap now. I mean, what five years ago, 4K TV was ten thousand dollars. Now you can get one for five hundred dollars. Like, what's what's the the plus side of going to a movie theater? Like, if it's not exclusive to the movie theater, what, moving forward, the movie theater's got to also evolve and change and have a, a reason why I should go pay seven bucks there, or, you know, not seven bucks, it's a matinee, like, 20 bucks for a premiere, and then if you're a candy, food, drink person, you're spending another $30 to go sit in a chair that, you know, a ton of people have sat in just to watch a movie on a giant screen, and then also have to run the risk of, you know... Not being able to pause it, use the bathroom. You know, other people in there that might be loud or obnoxious. I mean, and I said this in the group chat. I mean, just, I'm going way down the line of this. Movie theaters seem to start doing what very few are doing with the 4K experience. Where, like, you're, it's that 180 degree screen. You're, like, in the movie itself. You're moving, like, they, you know, put in fumes and, not fumes, but uh, different, like, smells that kind of make you feel like you're in the movie. Or, like, if it's a cold scene... And it's snowing, it gets a little colder, and snow falls and stuff like that. I think that's that's where the movie theaters got to go to, in my opinion. But I'm all full for HBO Max. This is the way of the future. Yeah, I'll, I want to talk about it in two things. I'll respond to the story, then I'll talk about movie-going experiences in a bit. In regards to the story, this is the end of movie theaters, Mark. The end. I, I think it's the end of, of the popular movie theater chains. AMC, Marcus... Because this is what you've said to us. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to interject here. You make it sound like like movie theaters are going to die. Are you now saying that it's the big companies are going to die and we're probably going to be like more localized? Like there might still be a theater, like one or two in town? I think both and. I, I, have, said, I have said that I think movie theaters are shifting to being more like bad axe throwing, right? Like you, you go to axe throwing... There's a bar there. You get some beers. You you reserve a time. It might be popular still, but there's only one to five locations in your – we live in the metro in the cities in Minnesota. That's where it would be. It's not going to be every single city across your whole state. It's not going to be in the small towns of – to use Minnesota as an example, Ely, Minnesota is not going to have a movie theater moving forward. It's not going to be accessible anymore. 
and I don't think that's bad. I'm with you too. I, I'm I'm all for it. I was reading a tweet today where somebody basically implied they said the only winner in this is the consumer, and I was like, and that's a bad thing. I to add on to what you said, I there's so many variables when you go to a movie. You didn't even say this, Mark. The movie might suck. Yeah, that too. Like I don't get to pay for a movie and get my money back. Now I won't get that with HBO Max either. But the point I make is my money goes towards a month versus going towards one movie that I'm kind of hoping is good. And if I have a poor experience, like you alluded to with people, I'm paying extra money in candy. I mean, me and my wife going, she always gets a popcorn and a soda. We're paying $30 plus every time, every time. And I, I, I look at that and I go, I can get two months of HBO max for that slam dunk. Maybe in two, three years, it'll be 20 bucks. Fine. It's worth it. They can get the extra five bucks a month. And uh, with the person, the tweet you said you read where hurts both sides. I mean, it does hurt Warner Brothers because they have given up, like, big box office numbers. It hurts them in the micro is what you're saying, which I agree. I don't know like, if that'd be in, micro. In their I head, mean... But in their head right now, Mark, Suicide Squad, Matrix, Dune, Godzilla, Space Jam, these are movies that they were expecting to be big box office hits. Sure. Especially Dune. I think Dune is kind of the one that I think has the most hype out of those five movies maybe suicide squad would be number two the point i'm making is is i think it's a sell in the micro to buy in the long term hbo max was nowhere near the conversation of the streaming war it was netflix disney plus hulu amazon this immediately puts this immediately puts hbo max in there it's it's immediate they have to be in the conversation and if they're going to do this long term, now, obviously, I think 2021, it makes complete sense. But I have a very difficult time wrapping my head around the thought that 2022 rolls around. And they don't put these movies back on the platform. I just don't have I don't I don't see it. I think the numbers will show up. Now, the question that I ask you is, can they get enough subscribers? Because no one has been able to hit the number that Netflix has put up, which is you know you know 20 million more than disney plus well and also netflix has been around a long longer so they've been able to grow their product or you know their base where hbo max is i guess technically fairly new like hbo go and now was nope and around but they're just new like apple tv is um hulu's not as new but you know they've been they haven't really been growing much and with the Fox bio from Disney, technically Disney owns 67%, the, you know, the share, the ownership share of Hulu. But uh, yeah, with this movie jump, they'll probably get a huge influx, or that's what they're at least hoping on. And maybe this is just a 2021 move. Maybe they're like, hey, you know what, we have all these movies that were slated for 2020 and 2021. We just want to get them out there, and then we'll reevaluate 2022, so... I think that's I think they honestly think that's what they're going to do right now. Like I do think they in their heads they're like yeah, we'll just come back a year from now and reevaluate when the vaccine's out. I have a very difficult time. The longer this goes, not just with COVID, but I'm talking with movies. I have a very difficult time seeing them go, well we don't have to worry about a middleman. We can get the product right to the consumer and make them pay an extra $15 to watch it, for example. I will tell you, Suicide Squad is a is a movie I would pay the additional $30 to see. We'll talk about it in a little bit. There's a rumor that Black Widow will be $30 in April. I will pay it day one. 
I would have paid that back in August over Mulan. Yeah, and the point I'm making is, is there's certain movies that I think people will pay more for. These Avengers movies, these some people would say these Godzilla movies. Space Jam is a movie that I think people would pay for. The Matrix, I think, is is one. I think Dune with the hype it's getting. Now the sell, the question is, is the consumer going to look at it and go, well, I'm not getting the same experience with people that are passionate about this, or I'm not getting the same experience of going to the theater with my buddies and having a date night with my girlfriend. I, those are real questions that the consumers have to do. But I kind of look at this situation the same way I look at Blockbuster. Blockbuster actually released statements when Netflix first started that consumers enjoyed the process of picking out movies at Blockbuster. And that is a load of crap. They did yeah. not. Also, Blockbuster started doing the... Hey, well, you can subscribe via member of Blockbuster, and we'll mail you DVDs and and games. They did that, and I was. But but their argument to Netflix initially, when they had the chance to buy them out, and it's historic now, was people like going to those things. I'm telling people, and and for all the people that are like, I just I really want to go back to the movie theaters. No, you do not. They have conditioned you to do that. They have conditioned you to pay that money. You can go to Walmart, pay for a box of popcorn for two bucks. Buy candy for five to ten bucks, go home, and you've subscribed all year. You've spent twelve dollars on the date, and you're probably gonna get more out of it, depending on who you're with, what the experience is. You can bring alcohol in, you can pause it as you talked about. I do not think movie theaters are as big of a deal as people make them out to be. I do get the the aesthetic behind that, like the whole date scene or going out. It's just I mean it's leaving the house and doing something. That's really what you're paying for, and that's why you're willing, because you're a like you said, conditioned. But those people can still go to see these Warner Brothers movies. That was the whole thing. It's like they're still releasing these movies in theaters. Exactly. It's it just works they're for giving everybody. you an option. Yeah. It works for everybody in my opinion. But I, speaking to the money part of it, they're not going to get it done. The money they need to make is not going to happen. And I think that's putting a big stronghold. Like this is, I think, another power move Warner Brothers did. They're basically forcing theaters to be like, hey, you better be open in 2021. Because these movies are going to come out. But you only can profit off of them if you're open. And the theaters can't say no. COVID has essentially made that impossible for them to say no. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I know. And and again, when I say these things, I I feel like some people are like, man, that's really critical. That's really harsh. I'm not trying to attack like business owners that own theaters. I know there are small guys that bought into this these franchises and they wanted to make money, and and that's great. And there's workers that work at these that are passionate about being working at theaters. I understand there's careers in this, but the reality is Hollywood is not going anywhere. They will survive the pandemic. So the question is, how will the consumer get the product? As a consumer, if I can save $20 on one trip, and I do that six to eight times a year, that's a buck sixty. I just saved the amount that I'm going to pay for HBO Max. Why would I not do that? That's an honest question I have for people. And that's what my argument would be against people that are like, you know, die by the die on the sword for movie theaters is like times are changing if you're not going to change with the times just like everything else that doesn't evolve with the times or becomes obsolete goes away and mark the stats prove that in 2019 you did not go to the theaters not not you but like the consumer didn't go there was (laughs) it was a five percent decrease that's a huge one out of 20 people said i'm done going because this already started this was 
this has been in the works for years. Netflix really started all this. Well, it's when Netflix started, when they realized other companies were going to do streaming services, they started making their own content and movies. So that was the thing. It's like, I, I mean, I feel like our friends have done this or people that we know where, you know, a new movie comes out on Netflix and, you, you know, you have a get together and watch that movie together. Yeah. Like, that's, I think that's the new, going to be the new norm. And we'll probably see this. Like, I know Rob, I think Robbie brought this up too in our group chat. Maybe movie theaters will go to like a small setting where it's just like 20 people. So it's like more of a get, like you just have a bunch of friends pay in, you go to this and have it more of a party atmosphere. Or we'll start seeing homes that have more home theater, like aesthetic. That's what I thought. That's what I was saying. I was like, I wonder if people are going to look at their basements moving forward as, you know what? Let's invest in a home theater. Let's invest in nicer seating, bigger stereo. We can get the Bose sound system. Bigger, bigger TV and like, you know, better setup for lighting. So like you make it really dark in there. Yeah. Well, and, I know, and for instance, I just saw the movie Tenet a couple months ago. And and that's a movie that people are pointing to. In fact, the article I'm reading points to it as well. That's a movie that people point to as like, this is a must-see in theaters. I would agree with that. I, I would. The problem in all of it, though, is that's one movie out of like a hundred. <laughs> like, I will, I will concede the Christopher Nolan movies. You got to see those in theaters probably. But the argument you're making is, is if you could get a big enough TV, create a good enough sound system, sound system in your, wherever you're watching, I think you could still enjoy these films the first time you watch them. And and I think that's, I I just, I have a very difficult time listening to people try to defend theaters. They've been swindling us for years. They have $10, $10 a Coke. Come on. That's how they make their money. Cause they they don't don't make their money off of tickets. They make like two to 10% off a ticket. Depending it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. As a consumer, this is capitalism. You and I have talked about this. I want to pay the least great. amount of money to see this. And and as long as Hollywood's not going to die, so like things like Marvel aren't going to go away, why would I care about not going to the theater? You're not the one they're going after or trying to get. You're, you've... Who are they trying to get? Who Who is this person? I want to talk about this person. The people that want the experience, Max. Nah, I think, I think, people, I think it's people, overrated. People genuinely enjoy the... It's, See, it's, it's not everybody. I'm not saying it's everybody. I said people. I didn't say everyone besides Max. I, I agree. I, I agree that I have a very critical take. But the point I'm saying is the numbers show that, yeah, that's there's like $1.5 billion going into these I don't know why theaters. I'm arguing with you on this because I'm with you. Like, I'm like, no, yeah. I know you're with me. I, it's like if, if my advocate. movie theater has the 4D experience, because I only I think it's like New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Like, those cities are the only ones that have the 4D experience. If that's in a town near me... Yeah, I'll probably drive an hour to go experience that. Like, yeah, for big movies. I think what you will see with theaters is you'll see like five to six in the Twin Cities. You'll see one up in Duluth. You'll see one up in Fargo. And and those will be your options. You can go to those seven places. And so people have to drive into the cities to see the major movies like Avengers. Or they will will concede and pay for Disney+. Plus. Now, the question mark before we kind of wrap this up and head over to Wonder Woman news... (laughs) What is Disney's next move? Uh, we'll talk. We have an idea potentially of what could be coming in little bits, but do you think like this oh, is the they're, future they're for Disney? Mirror. Pl- they're going to mirror. You think w- they're just going to mirror and think, move and plow forward? I don't think right away. I think they're going to wait and see how WB responds. Maybe in, you know three to six months, and then they might hop on that train. But also with Disney, WB must one- be losing a ton of money, Mark. Well, that's my other thought. It's like they want to get this content out here so people start subscribing. And then they, you know, build more clout to it, to their stuff. So if, like, they're, like, if they want, if they see on social media, because that's where everything's going, like, everyone's talking about Dune, 
then like, all right, well, maybe in a year or two, when everything's settled down, we can, you know, we'll make a Dune 2, and then we throw that in theaters. So then it's like a big, like, resurgence coming back. Or or maybe at that point, it'd be like, hey, people are willing to spend 30 bucks. Maybe they're willing to spend 40 bucks. Yeah, Dune is the movie on the list that, like, I think people are going to grieve not seeing this on the on the big screen. Because the Suicide Squad, I don't look at that as, like, I have to see this film on big screen. I'm just like, I can see it wherever. The Matrix, sure. Um, maybe. Godzilla versus Kong? I mean... Like, exactly. If I... Like, I'm just a sound system away from having a good setup. Because to me, like... Yeah, I like going to see the movie. Like, yeah. I'm conditioned to go see the new movies in theaters because that's the only way I can see them. But if I can see them in my home... Yeah, I'm going to invest in a better setup. Agreed. Once the rhythm is established that you can see this in a home, which is what 2021 is going to do with HBO Max, it's it's over. The game is done. Because then on top of that, like, I just thought of this. I know we're going long on this now. Like, not only it's the, it, are you it's, spending... But on, it's the big story. This is this is the big... This is one of the biggest stories in entertainment in years, Mark. Yep. High price on tickets, popcorn, candy, uh, like nachos or whatever you might get at a movie theater. But also you're investing time traveled... And gas or transportation money you might have to spend. Babysitting? Getting the babysitting I, I know, I know you don't kids. have kids, but like Isaac made that point. You're right. No, yeah. I don't think about that. Yeah, you're right. You guys are right. Having to find a babysitter for an hour or two. like if, Especially if you're like a young couple or like, you know, a couple with like a couple kids. It's like, yeah, maybe. Those dollars add up, man. You're probably going to want to spend a couple hours. So maybe that includes a dinner. But then also that's your argument against not having movie theaters an option. Because maybe that's like your, hey. You know, let's have a night just to us, but we can't really do that seeing a movie at home. Yeah, but you can you can always watch these movies after the kids go to bed. And if you're consuming the content, you're more likely to come back to the to the resource. That's maybe that's the argument. We've gone along on it. Share share your thoughts with us on this. A, a lot of you guys have been reaching out, talking to me about it. I've been talking about it on Twitter. Would love to hear more of you guys' thoughts. And on you and I have been talking about this for a while. Once, and like where. We're on the same page where it's like, I'm ready to, to make that conversion. I'm ready to just have, just spend 15 bucks, 30 bucks to pop on movies when they come out because they're going to be on the streaming service and just invest in a better sound system. I would argue this was coming with or without COVID. That's, oh. that's where I'm at. Oh, that's, that oh. I, I would argue this was going to happen because, I mean, we've talked about this in, in episodes. There, there were conversations about them doing it. And the theaters were like, you better not or we're not going to show your movies. And and kind of the theaters had all the power in it because they were the distributors. But now that the middleman is essentially leaving or is at the same level playing field as the cell phone, good luck. Are you? Are, would you also subscribe to the fact that maybe Hollywood is the reason behind COVID? No, Mark. Now oh, you're okay, okay, let's crazy. Move on. Let's now move you're on. getting let's crazy. Move on. Whatever. You know, I'm just oh, crazy. Geez. We'll talk about our top five uh, HBO Max movies later. I listed them. Uh, please reach out to us, share your thoughts on this. I, this is a subject I want to hear everybody's thoughts on. I really do. Let's talk about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 1984, Mark, six hours ago, because we're recording on Saturday, um, December 5th. F- six hours ago, some of the first reactions to Wonder Woman 1984 came out, Mark. I'm going to start reading some of these uh, and hear your, hear your hype level for this. Steven Weintraub, he's for Collider Frosty. Yesterday saw Wonder Woman in an IMAX theater. Was my first time seeing a movie in a theater since the pandemic began. No matter what system you have at home, oh, whatever. Whatever. No matter what system you have at home, nothing will ever replace the magic of seeing a movie on a huge IMAX screen. Yeah, well, here we go. Now we're hearing these people talk about it. Because guys like that, I mean, that that guy's job is on the line with all this. Um, I've uh, Brandon Davis, BD. 
Uh, I've seen Wonder Woman 1984, literally made an 80s movie in every way, making it so unique for today. It feels both bigger and in the first Wonder Woman while simultaneously more contained. Lots of Diana Prince and some more epic Wonder Woman scenes. Dorian Parks. I loved the first film and can confidently say the sequel take everything to the next level. Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig absolutely kill it as Maxwell Lord and Cheetah. Perry Nimiroff. These are all people from Collider, by the way, guys, so if you're wondering. I prefer Wonder Woman to Wonder Woman 1984, but I also much prefer seeing filmmakers take new big swings with sequels, and that's what Patty Jenkins does. Do Not everything adds up, but the value of selflessness, love, and compassion do shine through. And then let's find one more. Honestly, it's this is from Amy Ratcliffe. Honestly, it's just what I needed, what we all need. It's an uplifting story, hopeful, and so utterly Wonder Woman. Just a beautiful film with themes that hit you right in the heart. Obviously, they can't give away much more because of the embargo, I'm assuming. Uh, what are your reactions to these early, uh, these early reviews? Well, you know, my uh, devil's advocate, Marvel-wise, is, oh, DC's just paying these writers to say good things. <laughs> there has That argument has been there before. Especially with Collider, like because I, I really enjoy Collider's content. I think they do a good job. They really get that that knock a lot, and I don't really know why, but they're pretty cri- they're pretty critical of Marvel movies. I'm just saying. If you know me, like Max does very well, I really don't care about reviews, especially new movies, because you despise I'm, them. I do, and it's just like I don't want to hear anything about it. I want to go in there just fresh as can be and make my own opinion based off of it. But it is nice hearing that you know they're not crapping on it, and it, they're like, hey, this is a good refreshment. It's just exactly what you might want it to be, like. It's set in the 80s, and not only is it set in the 80s, we're going to film it and treat it like it's an, an actual 80s movie. So that's exciting. So I'm the opposite of you. I enjoy reviews, and this is like a little side note, a little peek behind the curtain of our friend group. So before we started this, this podcast, one of the things that we would always have an argument about is Rotten Tomatoes. I am a big pro Rotten Tomatoes guy. Mark and I, I would... Am I the only pro Rotten Tomatoes guy in our group? I, I don't want to make that assumption, or not. I don't either, one, but I'm but... fairly confident. I mean, if, if one of you guys is, maybe let us know. Robbie, Zane, Isaac, Jarrett, if you can compute that. Um, I mean, I, I just like reviews for a couple reasons. One, I want to get hyped for movies like Wonder Woman. I, I really, really want to buy into the hype, whether it's good or not, in my opinion, and. Because if, if, if I could buy into the hype, then when the movie fails, i.e. the new Star Wars movies, it's much more fun to be a disappointed, in my opinion, than to walk away lukewarm on those movies. I, I don't want to walk away lukewarm on it. I want to love it or I want to hate it. And that's kind of how I'm wired as a person to begin with. I would also concede, Mark, that I don't blame people like you for not reading reviews. I just get excited reading reviews because it's like, okay, it's... I'm getting excited. It's coming. It's coming. But see, I feel like I I feel the way you probably feel about reviews with like movie trailers. Like, give me a good movie trailer, and that's gonna get me hyped. Like the Wonder Woman '84 movie trailer, like the latest one. I was, you know, it was good. It didn't blow my socks off like the Batman trailer. Like the Batman trailer is like I want it now. Or the the Force Awakens trailer, like that blew my mind, and it's like I wanted that movie right now. I just feel like because then if you then this is why I hate reviews. Because what if you get someone that like just they personally absolutely hated it and now you're forming an opinion about a movie because of this poor review that they gave exactly and then you go into the the movie with this poor mind like when you see like they talk about something more specific and you're like oh man they were right that was bad but 
did you really have that thought going into it or were you was it cultivated in your mind because you read it it's a very great point it's why i enjoy the reviews that i'm reading right now the reviews that we're reading right now are the no spoilers these are my broad strokes i I like to read the broad strokes reviews i'll also probably read the other reviews but i'm i mean you know our friend group knows i'm i can come up with my own opinion on a lot of stuff i (laughs) these reviews scare me mark um that's what i'll say about it these are very very safe reviews oh so you're saying i think i think they're scared i think they're scared to say that wonder woman was not a great movie because that dc money is you know filling up their bank account (laughs) that's your opinion and i'll let you have it i think they are playing it safe i think they're being lukewarm i also think the lack of products coming out and the lack of films coming out is skewing their looks on this like just to read frosty well, where it's like f- i got the- to see it in person it's like well that totally okay, yeah, yeah, that your review like exactly like i i don't you're not you're not he didn't talk about the movie at all he just talked about going to see it i'm a little concerned reading these reviews mark i'll put it that way i have full support of patty jenkins she has yet to fail me i'm not expecting her to fail but i am cautious now hearing and reading this and i will say i mean the the new wonder woman trailer the second one that came out during dc fandom we talked about that a couple episodes ago i was not thrilled with the way it ended i i felt like there was some i felt like they should have held back a little bit of the cheetah stuff and i i know there are leaks right now i have not read them but there are leaks of the script that have been proven to be true um so these these reviews concern me that's what i'd say mark i'm very cautious and nervous about these reviews but I treat Patty Jenkins in the same light that I would treat a James Gunn, um, the Russo brothers. Uh, I just put her in that same category for now. If this movie is middle of the road, that could change. But right now, based on the first one, that's where I have it with her. So that's where I'd sit. I, I hope it's good. Any other thoughts on Wonder Woman? I am excited to see it. This freaking movie needs to just... Ugh, Christmas. Freaking Christmas. Go watch it on Christmas. Don't go to a theater. Guys, do not go to a theater. It's not worth it. Go to theater if you want to. See, I, w- I would risk it. IMAX 3D. That's where it's like, that's that's my minimum to go see I guess I point. guess it depends on how many people they're letting in. I just, with the theater thing, it's like, you don't know the people. I don't I don't really even have an issue with like people getting But when you it, went yeah. to Tenet in theaters, did the theater you go to require you there wearing was a mask on tw- all maybe, times? I, was, I wore a mask the whole time. There was maybe 20 people. And then you were, you were they had like marked off seats because the yep. theater in Fargo, that's what it was like. Like every two seats had like a like you know like a caution tape over it, so you couldn't sit there. So like they totally split you up. Had signs about like you had to wear your mask at all times unless you're eating candy or drinking pop. It's or just whatever, Christ- but- it's just the Christmas thing though, Mark. Like Christmas and Thanksgiving, that's where these blowups are occurring. And so I'm worried that a ton of people are going to go to these theaters. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's be more safe. quantity. Obviously, it's- obviously, use common sense. Be safe. And if you have HBO Max. You can watch it at home. Why? Why would just you go to the theater? Just don't watch it on your phone. I think that's like the worst. I, when Agreed. I watch, watch it on your TV. Phones, your phone. Screw that. Watching your TV experience. This there. is super interesting, Mark. Um, per Variety, I'm reading the IGN article, but this is from Variety. The film has been pulled. Uh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Let me go back to this. Monster Hunter pulled from Chinese theaters over an offensive slur. This comes from Variety. Was it a slur? I thought it was a joke. Uh, I can be treated as both, I guess. They're calling it that. I'm not going to speak on that subject. I'm going to avoid that question. 
Chinese regulators are in the midst of censoring the Hollywood title monster. What I heard, it Con- was racist joke. And I even, I can saw I the Can I finish clip, the article? Can I finish no. the article? Can you? Yeah, can I? Oh, I hope you can. I, I'd like to. Let go on. Thank you. You're welcome. Chinese regulators are in the midst of censoring the Hollywood title Monster Hunter after controversy broke out online on opening day after a 10-minute exchange in the film that patriotic local viewers say insults China. The fantasy action film is produced, written, and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and stars Mila Jovovich, Tony Jaa, T.I., and others. It also features Jin Ayung, better known as MC Jin. He is the first Asian-American solo rapper signed to a major label and is well known in china for his appearance on the popular comp- competition show the rap of china the movie is loosely based on the immense popular role-playing video game series of the same name developed by Jap- japan's capcom but sold and distributed in china by chinese tech giant tencent whose film are also co-produced uh enjoyed midnight screenings blah 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 blah, blah. i will not we're not going to share the quote but uh, you can find this. I will share this article. You can find this quote. You can find the clip on Reddit. That's where you I find the it. clip on Reddit. Go find the clip on Reddit if you want to see it. It's 10 seconds. It's 10. Yes. I thought you said 10 minutes earlier. I was like, whoa, did, was there something else I didn't see? <laughs> it's like, oh, dang, 10 minutes? Yeah, it's a 10-minute clip. Very. I think it's a racist joke is what was originally the headline. Correct. Um, which, yeah, it could be a slur, whatever. But it's, it's still bad. It's poor taste. And my whole thought with this is... If it's Chinese produced, how did it slip through? Who thought someone had to be like, yeah, that's okay. And I thought with China, like those movies have to get like reviewed by like a board of government. So like, how does it, or my, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking of a different country. So how does it get to theaters? And then you have, you know, millions of people see this. And then now you have to be like, Hey, either remove it, the whole movie or this, because what they said is that you can take out the part and we'll be fine. Right? Like that's, I have no idea. I, I have no, and, and I'm not even going to try to speak on behalf of Chinese people on this one. It, it, it was, I'll speak to the joke. I watched the clip. The joke isn't funny and it kind of doesn't even make sense in the exactly. context of all of it. it. It was, it was just a like, and isn't the person who says the joke is the, um, he is, he is the rapper that they're yeah. talking about. Yes. Yeah. But the writing, but the writing of the scene just looked super poor, Mark. I'll just, it, I'll be honest. If that 10 seconds is how this movie is going to be, that movie's in trouble. That movie's in trouble. It, it like the the clip that you can go see, and I'm sure there's longer ones. It just seems like there was it, like there was a setup for him to say this joke, and this is like, well, why? It just I don't know. I know Jared's definitely not gonna see it now. Jared didn't this see just it feels before. like yeah yeah no you know Jared's totally <laughs> not seeing it now. This just felt to me as if it was a bunch of frat guys sitting around and like oh i've got this just killer chinese joke we gotta use we gotta do we gotta find a way to put this in the movie and i feel like they just like did mental gymnastics to make that scene occur and not only was it not funny it offended an entire country and probably cost the movie millions upon millions of dollars and that's why i go back to it's the the production company half of it's chinese like you know try Chinese owned so someone in their side had also probably okay this yeah I mean it it's a weird story and I would like to know does it like what we hear in English because that's how you hear it is it translated a lot worse in Chinese Mandarin I mean that's a great great question because that'd be 
that'd be interesting. Like, maybe it's, like, super racist in, like, Mandarin or Cantonese or something. Whatever language it's being said in. No, so. I, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I, I, and that's, I think that's a great question. It's just, I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around who thought that was a good idea. And also in a movie that's an action, so it's like, I guess the context or the setup really isn't meant for the atmosphere. Action movies are more locker room air quotes jokes, right? They feel like they can justify a more dirtier or not politically correct statement on there. I don't know. It's just strange. What a, what a weird story. Let's go to another weird one. This, this one is, is this one's very strange. And I'll tell you, Mark, this one could get Marvel in some trouble. Uh, this comes from Variety again. We're just giving them a lot of credit today. Black Panther star Letitia Wright has deleted her Twitter and Instagram accounts after backlash regarding a video she posted on the platform Thursday night. The video, which was from a YouTube channel on the table, questions the legitimacy of COVID-19 vaccine. It also appears skeptical of climate change, accuses China of spreading COVID-19, and includes transphobic comments. Now, in regards to the transphobic comments... It is a religious perspective on transphobia. I would just say that. I'm not saying any more to that, but you can watch that. And Are you are you obligated to say that by contract? At times, articles like Varieties just make those blanket statements without actually pl- pl- uh, posting the quote. I would rather them post the quote. That's what I'm saying. Let, let the reader decide if it's if it's air quotes transphobic. And, and this whole story, she's not the one who said these things, right? It's it's the video, because I don't think I ever saw the video. But I've heard and read a few articles. About she tweeted stuff. the link to it on Thursday night. This is still the article. With the prayer hands emoji, it was deleted shortly thereafter. YouTube has also removed the video in question for violating its terms of service. Oh, that, that just... Oh, so I'm that's sure you a can go find it on Reddit. That's a different conversation. I hate that crap. Wright's entire Twitter account seems to have been deleted with the handle to teacher Wright yielding a this account doesn't exist flag. Her, also, her Instagram is also deleted. A couple quotes I will pull from her to give you a little more context from her perspective. She posted the quote. We talked about the prayers thing. And then she immediately posted about an hour later, if you don't conform to popular opinions... But ask questions and think for yourself, you get canceled. Laugh laugh emoji. And then somebody posted, a Carrie Larson commented, In biological research, Lucifer, Luciferacy? Luciferacy? It's, it's a part of, of the COVID drug that Christians are referencing that it's from Lucifer. There we go. It's, common, it's commonly used as a reporter to access uh, to assess activity in cells that are transfected with a genetic construct containing the luciferesi i'm sorry i'm butchering that word gene under the control of a promoter of prom promoter interest tldr it's used in research not in the vaccine itself letitia then comments the name lucifer is an interesting choice opens bible mark you and i are both christians what do you think of this story well man i haven't caught up on my conspiracy podcast in a while but i would love to hear what their ass their thoughts on this because you know, if you're down that conspiracy theory thing, and especially conspiracy theories that revolve around Luciferian stuff, thank you. That uh, man, that 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 rattles a ton of cages right now. And I don't know, this whole story just seems like whack. Like she hasn't come out and said, "Oh, I got hacked." Blah blah blah. It's literally she's deleted her accounts. So it's either she's 
you know, people have been like, you gotta just delete it and let this die down, because that's what people do, is you delete all your stuff, you go away for six months, you come back, and everyone forgets everything you said, which will probably So two happen. questions, two questions for you off that mark, then. One, who do you think told her to delete it? Purely pontificating. We're obviously not there. Probably Kevin Feige, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I think it was her publisher. I don't think Feige Definitely her publicist. But I'm sure whoever she has contracts with, like the bigger ones, like I'm sure Disney was like, bro, this is bad for our image. Because if you're going to be the next Black Panther, you can't be yeah. doing stuff like this or really alienate yourself. Right. This story is insane like, to what, me. What led up to her posting or sharing that, that video? Well, I mean, Mark, this is a time and, and, and people are... It's a polarizing time of life. People are scared to death of this vaccine. I mean, my wife right now is is pregnant. Gonna, we're going to give birth to our second kid here in uh, first week of February. And she's like, I'm not taking that vaccine because they haven't said anything about pregnant people. That's a nurse. And that's fair. Working in, and that's a completely fair thing. But the point I'm saying is, like, if she's saying that, it, it's just going to trickle down past that. I have a very difficult time with the with the tra- with the parallel of Lucifer and that vaccine issue. I have a very difficult time with that. Maybe I'm the like, people that wait for the second wave of the vaccine will be like, maybe I should take it because the people of the first wave <laughs> are growing horns and wings. Seriously, the sky like, is falling. I don't There's know. A, a fire rift in the sky. We're all some of us have been raptured. You know how it goes. Where I'm interested in here, Mark, is and that was the next question I'll ask you. Is this going to affect her with Black Panther, you think? Can I say a hope? Because it's like, I really don't want her to be Black Panther. You're I mean, full of... No, we're not having that conversation. I want Ninjoku or um, M'Baku to be Black Panther, or I want Multiverse. I know which is tough for the Marvel fans, but Doctor Strange is going to bring it to you people, and you'll understand what the Multiverse... I know DC did it for a long time and has continued to do it, so they DC get it. did it first. Marvel's doing it better. But you bring in Michael G. Bo- Jordan back as a... He's Michael a multi- G. Jordan. Wow, I really... <laughs> am I you tonight? I can't even talk. Dude, you are me. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan back, and he's uh, black. He's Black Panther on a different on a different Earth, and he you bring him in, and he's that Black would Panther. Be, Mark, that actually would be sweet. I concede that that's a good idea. Because I just don't think they can do justice making her Black Panther without there being a, a, like a smoother transition. Like, even if it's for one movie where you have one of the other people be Black Panther and she's, and like, I, I, whatever. We'll, we'll find they, out. They've I'm done enough. I think they've done enough for her to earn it. It's going to be interesting to see if this does. I'm going to say no, it doesn't. I'm going to say, I think you're right. I think Marvel is going to have a conversation of like, look, if, if it's what you believe, that's fine. But keep it off of social media, please. But it's not like a, like a religious view. It is a religious view to her. It is a religious well, view. Sh- Oh, now we're, opinion, now we're definitely going down. Well, then I guess people's views on conspiracy theories could rely with, could fall into religion. I am and- just saying from her perspective, when I read what she tweets, I think she's coming from her perspective from a religious view. I do not hold that same perspective. Sure. That's a religious view. But then if you're, if you're tying this, uh, like, you know, th- whatever that drug is or whatever is being used that ties to Lucifer or whatever. And you're believing that, hey, that's part of Lucifer's genes or whatever, or whatever conspiracy you're bringing up, then how is that not insane? And I'm the one saying that. I'm the one saying that. I was going to say, you're the conspiracy theory guy. You're our conspiracy theory guy. I'm just I'm just the dude who knows stuff, doesn't necessarily believe it, but I just, I just, I take in all the info. 
but you box it up as if you believe it to sell that's to how others. you sell people on it it's selling snake oil total side note mark i forgot to mention this at the top of the show you're one of the best gift givers i know i do what i can like you actually do a good job of gift giving i know like you made the joke about snake oil but actually if mark likes you you're gonna probably get a good gift from him he does a pretty good job at gift giving I think Letitia Wright's in trouble. I think she's okay today. But if she does it again, I think Black Panther could be an issue. And, Mark, I, I do not think it's crazy to think multiverse could come into play if that happens. I do not think that's well, crazy. That's and... good, because I know before when we talked Marvel multiverse, you guys were a little shaky and losing your minds. Well, before this happened, Letitia Wright seemed like a slam dunk. Now it feels like more of a layup. And there's a little more of a chance that a layup's going to get missed than a slam dunk. Um, Mark, we did not talk about this pre-show, but we do need to talk about this. Cat Vasco to pen a female starring Plastic Man movie. I forgot to, <laughs> I forgot to, uh, to, to warn you of this, but I want, I want your raw opinion on this. Uh, Vasco's hiring is, let me, let me get this. Plastic Man wasn't initially a DC character having been created by Jack Cole for quality comments in 1941. When quality went under in 1956, DC bought many of the characters, Plastic Man among them. The hero's true identity is Patrick Eel O'Brien, a crook turned good guy. O'Brien was part of a gang and during a botched heist, is shot, and wouldn't you know it, doused with the chemical liquid, left for dead by the gang, he awakens to find himself imbued with the power to shapeshift, stretch his body into almost anything thanks to being the most malleable man alive. O'Brien eventually reforms and becomes a police officer. Plastic Man is basically like Doctor, uh, Mr. Fantastic, but like can also turn himself into a human helicopter in a sense. That's kind of that's the difference. Has the same yeah, abilities. He's, he's not like, he's not a smart he, he's not smart. Oh, he's also he's not smart. a genius. He's the character he's more street. Be, he's street smart. Street smart, but also like you go like in if you watch the Arrowverse stuff and him in Flash, that's kind of a good rendition what they do with that what that actor does. Um, Cat Vasco has been hired to work on the feature. Mark. What do you rate this news? So this is supposed to be a movie, right? Like they're making a Correct. plastic Correct, this will be a movie. movie. Yes. You know, some people are like, well, a plastic man is a man. So like it has to be a man. But I think, you know, it's in that lesser known category. And I don't think it's the, per like the superhero's gender really has anything to do with it. And really I'm just glad plastic man wasn't a redhead and just another redhead being taken away from me in superhero movies so i'm all for You've it been really more on the bandwagon that redheads get get more of a shaft than than oh women. my gosh people do your research they're facing us out yeah i'm with you i'm with you on this mark i'm giving this a five out of six i think plastic man's hilarious he's great in the comics is he like one of those iconic justice league characters no no he's a little more or less but i i think he's funny i think i think done correctly this character could do well well that's anything though really like if it's done correctly and done well but, but here's here's what I'd say, and this isn't fair. This is just how I – this is how people consume media now. Women still are behind the eight ball in how people judge them. It's not fair. It's the reality. And unless the actress really brings it, the amount of grace that the consumer is going to give for the actress is much less. Well, I mean, you just look I, at that new Charlie's Angels sexism. Movie. Yeah, Charlie's Angels, we talked about the Ghostbusters, first, Ghostbusters um, Birds, Birds of Prey, all these different types of shows that have happened. Batwoman, all these different types of shows. And I like Batwoman. People give Batwoman a bad time. Uh, Bat, Batwoman's, Batwoman's trash, not because it was a woman. It, it's, it's trash because of the writing. But all, C, all CW shows are really trash, so it's really not Batwoman. It's all them. The point I'm saying is... is Excuse me? I'm just saying what I said. I, I said it before. Don't act like this is news. Um, 
the point I'm saying is, is I think consumers are going to look at this and go, this actress better be good. She better do it right. Even though you nailed I, like, it. Do Nobody what, right? is There's married to Plastic Man. Plastic, the plastic Man is man not in, important. Is in the Flash, uh, Flash TV show. So that's the only thing you can compare it to. And that dude got fired for a Me Too thing. So it's just like, screw that guy. So I mean, he still does. I still feel like he does a good job. I don't even did. think that guy is technically Plastic Man. I think he's another guy. I don't even think that's technically Plastic Man. But Look has the same up. abilities. Oh, whatever. He does have the same abilities, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure that's the same character is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. The point I'm making is, is I hope that audiences give this a chance just because it's a woman. I really, really hope that the sweaties and the nerds and the people that grew up on this show, I mean, on this on this comic, excuse me, and on this character that, that are like diehards for Plastic Man. By the way, if you are a diehard for Plastic Man, Please let me know because I have yet to meet you. I don't even know who these people are. But I'm with you, Mark. I think a woman can do the, the role just fine. It all depends on the actress. It all depends on the actress. She has got to be able to carry a movie by herself. Can she do that? If she can do it, then this is going to be fine. That's my opinion. Five out of six. But this isn't a character we needed. If it was a guy, we didn't need it. Who was asking for Plastic Man? You know, that's the very first very fair point if they're like we're gonna make a plastic man mo movie and use dude i'd probably be like that ah, do we really need it is it gonna is this character being involved in the extended we would be indifferent on the subject no but nobody's asking for it why can't it be a woman makes no sense the feedback that it that it shouldn't be a woman is not valid maybe she'll show up in in flashpoint i'm just saying the the, the feedback that this is this should be a woman is not fair that this should be a man excuse me is not fair it's ridiculous but I wanted to catch your catch your uh, feelings on that. I'm all for it. Good for you, man. Um, me too. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Let's go to little bits. Um, Mark, you shared a YouTube. <laughs> thank you. You shared a Reddit bits. link this morning. Uh, yeah, I, I believe did. it's in it is it in Italian. Um, sp uh, it's I think it's supposed to be Latin America, so like I think it's Spanish. Okay, it's Portuguese. Me. I just I watched it because this I guess Sony has their own TV or network or something hmm. in Latin America, right? Because that's what it seemed like the link I sent. This link is in the show notes. It's going to take you to Reddit, just so you know to see this. Um, you're going to want to you're going to check this out. The translation of it says, "Who is your favorite Spider-Man? You don't have to choose. In the Mo Marvel multiverse, anything can happen, and in the Spider-Man three, it is very possible you will see everyone. Yes." The three Peter Parkers saving the world together. Mark, is this a real thing? Is this confirmation that Spider-Man 3 will be not only a multiverse movie, which we kind of know that already, but it will include the original two Spider-Men? Well, the original two? I mean, who played Spider-Man in 1979? Or Japanese Spider-Man? Well, Those are the original ones. The the two that the most people consider are Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Little bit. Did you did you lead that this was shared by Sony and then taken down soon afterwards? That's, that's according to you. Well, that's according to the the link. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't I didn't say that. It's not like I was the one who found. No, you're not the source. <laughs> I'm not the source. I'm not the one who leaked it. Um. Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna get. Maybe this is. I feel like stuff with social media. It's all a ploy to get hype and clout and people talking about it yeah totally and i think this is just a good good way for them to do that and 
who doesn't want that? Who do, I mean, I'm sure there are people who are, you know, the same people that don't want a woman playing the plastic man are the same people that don't want two Spider-Man. But also it's the MCU. And I know how you Marvel fans really struggle. No. Okay, with first the of all, you're a Marvel fan too. Okay, I don't want to. But the I was multiverse a DC fan fair. first, and when I, you know, brought up, you know, the multiverse to you hardcore, more hardcore Marvel fans, it was like I was telling you, I was like speaking in tongues to you, basically. Like you just looked at me like I needed to get out. So. Yeah, I no, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> that's how you can tell you bested me because I, I had nothing to say i was like you're an idiot um no i i actually don't believe this is real mark i i think this is fake we have another video we're going to talk about in a bit but i i think out of the two this one's the fake one i don't i don't I, I buy two things i buy one the narrative that you're saying that like sony puts stuff out there just to see what people do that's i think what might be happening here it could be like a like, hey, let's just see what the reaction is to it, and not do it in America, like specifically in yeah. a different language, not to throw people language. off. Yeah, I I think it's not real. I I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. I'm saying I just don't think it's official yet. But then again, these movies are done a long time ago in theory. So there was an interesting clip too, Mark. Jimmy Fallon. Or I'm sorry, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel was in, uh, interviewing Zendaya, and she he tried to get her to essentially say who she had Thanksgiving dinner with because she's filming Spider-Man 3 right now. And he was kind of okie-doking her a little bit. And obviously, I'm sure it was. I'm sure he told her ahead of time he was going to do it. But she almost slipped up that she was eating with somebody that she's not supposed to say. That, to me, is a clip that is more telling than the clip you shared. That, to me, says Zendaya knows something that's going on that we aren't supposed to know. Well, of course she would, because she's in the movie. Yeah, but I... Well, I mean, did she? I mean, she didn't probably know that for the second Spider-Man. I mean, what scenes would she know about in the second Spider-Man? I mean, isn't she going to be filming and has a script for that movie? Whatever. You know what I'm saying. I mean, that's kind of... You know what I'm saying. You're just, now you're just... Now, well, they're, you know what you're doing now? You know what you Mark? Now you're just trying to hurt my feelings. Now I'm you're not, just trying to make me feel like I'm an idiot. I'm just hoping you... I, I would just... I set expectations for you... Whatever, dude. ...that you would think logically, and apparently <sighs> those failed. But that's my fault. I'm not... I'm the one who set expectations for you. So I'm sorry for giving you those expectations. Mark, there's a huge... This is the bigger rumor, and there's a clip. We're gonna... I have a link to a breakdown of this trailer that you can watch. But there is a potential trailer right now that has leaked that will be shown to the Disney shareholders around the New Year time that is unveiling two major things for Disney+. Plus. This is little bits. This is not news. The first is that Black Widow will have premiere access for $30 on April 16th. Probably to see if they can get it in theaters. The second, and I think this is the bigger deal is to maximize their library that they have, they are going to unveil what's called Disney Plus 18+, Plus, where it will have essentially all the rated R movies, the Deadpool movies, any movie that Fox had that Disney was like, we don't want it on our catalog, but we're okay throwing it on Hulu. You can watch this clip below. It, it looks pretty doggone real to me. Uh, there are a couple of errors in regards to dates with it, I would say, that make it appear it could be fake, but I think that might more be just an error with the clip itself. Mark, do you think this trailer's real? 
And what is your reaction to Disney Plus 18 Plus? Well, if it's fake, they did a pretty good job because the like the camera angle on it and like the crappy quality makes it seem like hey, someone was recording while this presentation was going on. It might be the greatest fake ever if it's fake. But I mean, all all the stuff they're saying though is like it tracks. Like that would make sense if they're like, hey, you know what? We're gonna combine Disney and Hulu because Disney owns the market share over Comcast. So it used to be split three ways. With Fox, Comcast, and Disney. But then that would mean um, Disney would have to buy out Comcast and combine the two. But if that's not the case, yeah, then having a Disney Plus 18 would be a smart route. So it's like, hey, you know what? To make Hulu less, you know, worthless. Or not, not saying worthless, but like worthless. Taking that, you know, 18 plus content or 17 plus, however you want to say it, to this other service that's Disney 18 plus. So then they can buy Hulu cheaper and then have that platform as well. This is totally real. This is 100% real. Your sources tell you it's real? No, I'm just, I'm willing to bet on it for a couple of reasons. One, it makes complete sense that Black Widow would be $30 April 16th. That aligns with everything else going on. It allows Disney time to make a shift if they want to put it in theaters, but also observe what happens with Wonder Woman. This is the best fake trailer ever then, is also what I'd say. The trailer looks great. It looks authentic. It looks like what we're going to see. I think Disney 18 Plus is a brilliant idea. I think Disney 18 Plus could be the separator for Disney and Netflix. And Netflix has a huge lead, and we've talked about it for years, but this is what Disney's needed to figure out. How do you make the Fox catalog a major piece and pillar of the Disney Plus model? COVID has forced them to think about it. I think Disney 18 plus is a great way. It's going to be interesting, Mark, because I know they're, they're talking about allegedly ways for families to make it so kids can't log into it, like an authentication system with passwords and things like that. But that seems to be the only downfall to doing 18 plus. Don't you think? Is just having like, you know, a sign in for it, a separate sign in. Well, or? just, I think it's the only downfall of the concept of like, Oh, my kid could get onto it. Oh, so they're saying this wouldn't be like a separate thing to Disney Plus. It would still be on Disney Plus. Just you like just another... have to click a yeah, you have to click a button. You know what's really, really? I hope they don't keep it Disney eighteen or whatever because that sounds dirty. It sounds pornographic almost. Like here, hey kids, here's your here's your naughty Disney stuff. Like I hope they call it something else. This is your mom and dad's Disney Plus. Yeah, because it's not like Disney makes rated R movies. These would obviously be well, maybe they'll start making. Well, they'll have to because they're gonna have Deadpool. But um. It's yeah, like you said, it's gonna be the Fox's content that they have purchased. So, yeah, I, I think it's and like Deadpool, like Deadpool. I think Deadpool is gonna be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think they're gonna play around with it. I think Ryan Reynolds is gonna enjoy being bleeped out and being able to make a couple goofy it's a little jokes. bits on that because we just you know we've been talking about Deadpool. Did did you see that? I don't know if that's little bits or rumors or true that Disney's giving Ryan Reynolds like full reign on Dis or Deadpool three. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I think that'd be wild. Just see what he does. Yeah, I, I, whole, I wholeheartedly believe that. Check out the Disney uh, 18 Plus air quotes leaked trailer. Let's go to hot or snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> hot or snot is where we talk about the things in pop culture that are relevant to us today. We could have watched them in the days, weeks, or months previous leading up to it. I only have one thing. It's a snot, Mark. I don't have a single hot today. Do you want me to go first then? No, I'm going to go first. Well, we might really want to expound on yours. I'll just shoot through mine quickly. 
because <laughs> I know I want to talk about what you're going to talk about. Yes, you. We've and, and if you follow me on Twitter, basically, if you follow me on Twitter, this episode of the podcast is just me ranting. Really? About yeah, you spoiled yourself because you had some you had some stuff you needed to say. I have Twitter. some banger things I'm saying. You go ahead and go first. All right. So I'm going to keep my streak alive. To no, some people like it. Some people tell me that you know people that I apparently have checked into their head. You know who you are. Um. I don't know how they feel, actually, because, you know, we don't care about each other's opinions. But I'm going to go and tell you the list of movies and shows that I've watched on Netflix. And some I'm actually not on Netflix over the past how many days it's been since our last podcast. All right, let's buckle about, up, kids. About a week. Maybe more than that. I think it's been more than that. Um, all right, so here's some... I can kind of combine these two. I, uh, I think it's called Paradise Lost. It's like the documentary on the Westman's Fist 3... And how this community, like, three kids, like, get killed, and they blame it on satanic rituals, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, these people go, you know, older kids end up going to jail, life sentence, and then, like, 20 years later, get out with the help of, like, notoriety from this documentary. I think I talked about it, because I saw this, the original one in the summer, but I'll expound. I, uh, the other documentary on it called West of Memphis, uh, I don't think it's good as Paradise Lost, 4.5 out of 6. And also they made a movie about the whole thing called Devil's Knot. It has Reese Witherspoon. Three out of six. It was okay. Not the best. Um, I watched Call of the Wild, which is that dog movie with Harrison Ford. You know, six out of six. Loved it. You six out of six that. Yeah, dude. I loved it. And Kelly loved oh, it. Oh, man. Sarah does not. Well. That surprises me. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I watched Annabelle Comes Home. Five out of six. I love the Annabelle Conjuring Insidious insidious like movies i'm all for them um i watched war machine the brad pitt like army movie uh i gave it a four to six but watching it if you know max at all his dad's uh an admiral for the navy has his own battleship and stuff like that i wish they made a movie about your dad in his role (laughs) it's like they did this one because i think it would be hilarious and your dad could just play himself or they get Jim Carrey to play him. Either way, it my works dad, out. my dad is a spinning image of Jim Carrey from me, myself, and Irene. Yes, it, yes, a hundred percent. Six out no, of six. No, I'm not even joking. If you want to see it, shoot me, a, shoot me a tweet. Um, <laughs> I have finished the haters back off. I give it three point five out of six. It's like it was really struggle for me to watch it because the whole time I'm like, either this girl has a disability or she needs better parenting, and and the disability isn't like a social disability, not knowing the read social cues it was like but then also i think that's the point of the show because she's trying to be a youtube star it's wild three out of three point five to six um watch the merowitz stories which is the adam sandler ben siller movie on netflix 5.8 out of six um i i know this is like like adam sandler serious roles are like good if you've ever seen any of his serious movies go see it um i watched uh spectral three out of six you said the same thing about Hubie Halloween, though. Hubie yeah, Halloween Hubie, sucked. Hubie Halloween's great, and we're going to get a second oh. one, Max, so buckle up. Hubie Halloween was horrible. Yeah, you also think that theaters should be shut down and burnt down, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I've been holding on to that. Go one. on. <laughs> I watched Spectral. Three out of, I gave it a 3 out of 6. Great concept for, for a movie, but just poorly executed, I felt like. Um, I watched Confession Tapes. Which is a documentary on basically investigators and detectives coordinating false confessions to persecute or not persecute, but on like, oh well, yeah, persecute and find people guilty. 
And it's, like, it's wild. Like, you start watching docs like this and, like, the west of Memphis, you're, like, thinking, man, if they can't figure out who did the crime, they'll just find any way to blame anybody. So I give that one a 5 out of 6. Um, I watched The Week Of, which is another Adam Sandler movie comedy with uh, Chris Rock. 4 out of 6. Not a serious one. It's more of a comedy. Um, watch Reality High. 3 out of 6. Another teen... I don't know why I'm, these teen comedies are popping up on my Netflix. But... Had to watch it. Three out of six. Um, it kind of felt like Easy A, but not Easy Are you a, just but... like watching the movies that you're like, yeah, I, I kind of probably just want to watch this because I'm not doing anything right now. Basically. Yeah, because like your list is so obscure and so all over the place. And it's stuff where it's like I throw up while I'm working. So it's like some of it's background noise. But, you know, I'm like I work. Some people can't have background noise or like wa- like concentrate on two things at once. That's that's me. I can do two things at once. I can do my job and um watch shows so i'm all for it and i'm afforded that being able to work at home i'm like i'm i'm super productive so i hope people don't think like oh mark just watches movies like works which <laughs> mark it doesn't matter like what you put on the back end or front end of this whole thing like people are going to mock you for this oh uh, of course and that's what i'm hoping yeah. for that's the I, point just, of me I just want this. you to like not have that expectation that <laughs> they're not gonna mock you yeah okay whatever uh dumplin the jennifer aniston movie oh dumplin four to six Sarah um, loves that movie. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. She really, really loves that. She she would give that a five or six out of six. Um, I watched Enola Holmes, six out of six. Loved it. You, I recommend people go see this. It's It tells a story about uh, Sherlock Holmes' sister and, like, you know, the thing that she has to solve. Great. Henry Cavill's in it as Sherlock. And you, you know how you like Henry Cavill, so. That's yes. all right. He's good. Right there it is, folks. Um, I watched Marriage Story has Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh six out of gosh, six. how is this one? Yeah, dude, this is from... one of those I have. I have definitely like I want to watch, but I got to be in the right frame. See, frame I watched it mind. with my my wife Kelly, who does like my parents are divorced, and I grew up young and like during that time, and like her parents aren't, so it's like I feel like it hits you different, and like not necessarily like you're. It's not telling the perspective of the kid going through the divorce. It's the the parents doing it it's like how that kind of devolves and what kind of links happen to like try to prove one side is worse than the other to get like custody and like oh man it's wild it like it broke my heart um i watched the sequel to babysitter uh the babysitter killer queen 4.5 out of 6 i hope they start making more of these or movies like this where it's like that throwback to like 80s thrashers but with a more modern context where it doesn't take itself too seriously but it's also a little campy and funny at the same time. Um, I watched Holiday on Netflix. 3.9 out of 10. I was really hoping it was more Christmas-related, or central, but it was more every holiday. And the whole concept is these two people like only date on holidays because they don't like spending holidays alone. So it was an interesting concept. Um, I watched Happiest Season, which is on Hulu, which is another Christmas movie. I gave it a 4.9 uh, out of 6. I would like to hear people's. If you go out and watch it, tell me how you how you felt how it ended. Because to me, I feel like it should have went a different route. A more. It's like it ended just because it's a Christmas movie and like you're supposed to be happy at the end. But I don't think it should have ended the way it did. Um, I finished the uh, the series Clone Wars, or I rewatched the first four seasons. Now apparently I hadn't seen the last uh, five, six, and or be five, yeah, five, six, and seven. Great stuff. Six out of six. Um, and then the last thing I watched, thanks to Infinity Bro, Robbie, Blood of Zeus, 
It's an anime on Netflix. Six out of six. I recommend watch. I know that's one that uh, a person in our other friend group or group chat is just, he's not going to see it because he's not into anime, but he would love this. Mark, real quick, uh, Mandalorian. What's your rating on the news? Oh, my episode? Mandalorian? Oh, man. Seven out of six. Blew my socks off. Is this episode better than last week's with, with the Jedi, you think? Oh, there, there are some people claiming that, which blows my mind. Are we going to lay a spoiler down? Yeah, we'll put a spo- I'm going to put a spoiler bumper warning for Mandalorian right here. So skip ahead about two, three minutes if you don't want to hear it. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. We get a Jedi. We get Ahsoka Tano in the last episode. Or the, the one before the one that just came out this past Friday. Awesome. We got good Jedi scenes that I feel like we didn't get in the, the, the sequel trilogy. And then this episode, we got Boba Fett. And that's, I think, all you need to say. We get. Old... Well, we gave it. We get. I mean, we gave it the uh, the spoiler warning. I mean, we get Boba Fett putting back on the Mandalorian armor. Yeah, that was that was the best part. And not on top of that, we don't get like you know, Ahsoka Tano like goes and does her own thing. They set it up where it's like Boba Fett at the end. It's like, you know what? Because they took the child, I owe you a debt. Uh, We're his with you. Gro- his name is Grogu. Groku, yep. And he's building this, like, Avengers Star Wars team. Max, I did not even think about that. That's what Shut they're doing. Shut your mouth. You're telling me that's that we're going to get... Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Gonna... How sweet would it be? They go do something they can't... Here, here's what's going to happen in episode 15. That's right, because they, um, they, they can't out. They can't achieve it. They can't stop whoever they're, whatever they're trying to do. They lose. They're like, we got. there's only one more place we can go. We like, have to get Ahsoka Tano on our They side. go get Ahsoka episode... And then we get the Jedi that he, um, yeah. that Groku talked to. Yep, Grogu talked. And by the way, here's the other thing, Mark. So, oh the other thing, Mace Windu is 100. I, I'm, I'm really close to saying Mace Windu's the guy. And here's why it creates tension with Boba Fett because Mace Windu killed Boba Fett's dad. <laughs> Let's go! I mean, I think, it, I, like, I love it, but I, like, yes to that. But I think it's going to be Ezra from Rebels. It probably will for the sake of Because it just like, makes it just else. makes more sense. Because I started watching Rebels too, and I think with the the character stuff, I think that makes more sense. Look, they're but, just they're just one Jar Jar. Right. They're one Jar Jar Binks away. One Jar Jar Binks away in that team. I'm just saying they're one Jar Jar Binks away from having the Ultimate Avengers team. Man, I didn't even think about that. And you're right. Like I think that's how the final season's got to end. Is them coming together? It's just a massive battle. No, no, dude. I don't think it ends with the battle. I think it ends with him finally forming the team, and that's what season three is: is getting back Groku. Grogu, you think that? So you think episode seven is is a failure or a flop? Yeah, or episode because, eight, maybe I think, episode I think, seven he goes to get um, uh, what's the comedian? no no no. Oh well, that's the, the what, guy that was, Bill Burr. Yeah, um, he's supposed. I think yeah, that, he, he's go get, him. They go get Bill Burr in chapter fifteen. Chapter 16 is... I think they... the final episode, yeah, they go attack, and then the end is going to be, like, like either they say we have to go get Ahsoka, or she comes to them, and it's like, all right, we have to go get Groku. We need to go get... Or we need to go get more Jedi and... Oh, yeah, or more help. I don't know. Or whatever. Yeah. 
Should we just yeah, I don't super know. tangent that? All right, let's yeah. go. Let's go to your snot because I'm we will, we will. Real quick for IMD, we talked about IMDb last week. The Jedi IMDb nine point six out of ten. The Tragedy nine point five out of ten. IMDb pretty much saying they're neck and neck. Pretty crazy. Would you t- is is the best episode still to you the Jedi or is it the tragedy? I'm gonna say it's the Jedi. I think yeah, you're right. Cinematically, like the whole um, that beginning of the Jedi was really cool. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably still say Jedi. I'd be with you on that. I really want Mace Windu to be the guy. So dude, now I like Mace I even Windu think about Boba that Fett. and that like dynamic and tension that that would create would be great. And see, this is where like I go down the line. Where, like, that's how Disney could do it, is they used Mace Windu, because he could be on set, and they're saying, oh, he's here for an adventure movie, or this movie, or this show, and really he's filming for the for, for the Mandalorian. I'm, 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 I'm saying there's a very good chance it's Mace Windu now. In my opinion. It just makes thematic sense. You need to create tension within your teams. That's how, Fa- that's how Avengers did it. Favreau knows. Yeah, and but however, that would create so so much outcry, I oh, feel like, from the Star be Wars awesome. people. Because cause basically, with what happened in um, the tragedy, tragedy, yeah, man, thanks, Max, I got your disease today. Um, the, they retconned Jango Fett's origin with him saying that Jango Fett was um, basically a Mandalore. Or initiated, where, if I'm remembering this right, he he, te- like before this, that wasn't the canon where he was, not a Mandalorian. But they also said they also basically made this clear, is that Boba Fett's armor, is Jango Fett's armor that's been repainted. Well, no, that's what that's what they that's what they did, but that's what I'm saying with the mace. So I'm just saying them bringing Mace Window in, like that, they would totally that would like throw. Or wrench into what people have, you know, been led to believe. But I'm all for it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, saying I think I think people would forgive them. I, I think P- <laughs> Favreau and Filoni right now know, have people... so much leash compared to anybody who's ever done Star Wars. Well, they've been knocking it out of the park. Well, they've been taking risks. They've been taking good, healthy risks. And they've been doing it right. Yeah, they've been doing it right. I agree. Um, All right. Yeah, I had to ask about Mandalorian. Here's my snot. I uh, finished How I Met Your Mother... Um, I, I'm giving How I Met Your Mother a two out of six, only, only because of Barney Stinson. Barney Stinson is the saving grace of that show, and his character is is horrible. Um, I, I was like saving so, grace by one point or two. One points. point, that's it. One. Oh, okay. I, I would say so without Barney, it'd be one out of six. I think it's a one out of six if it's not Barney. Um. I, I'll just give my broad stroke thoughts. I, I had a lot of dialogue with a lot of different people. Like, uh, Shanine Johnson popped in. Uh, I know Isaac was talking to me. My buddy Shane from when I was in high school popped in and said some stuff about it. I, uh, here's, here's why I stand on how you make my mother. So Isaac's argument was the last season was bad. And I really enjoyed the previous eight seasons. I think it was all a waste of time. And here's why I would say that. One, they filmed the kid scenes at the end of How I Met Your Mother, the series finale. Spoilers for How I Met Your Mother. If you've never watched it, you don't want to hear about it, uh, skip ahead real quick. Count this as uh, the bumper right here, blah, 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 blah. They filmed the end of the series where the kids basically said, you weren't even talking about mom, you were talking about Robin the whole time. 
They filmed that nine years prior, Mark. Nine years prior. Those kids knew the ending of the show. The showrunners knew how they were going to end it. And they spent the whole series saying it's not going to be Robin. We swear to God it's not Robin. Pull the rug out from under us. It's still Robin somehow. It's such BS. It's 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 the worst comedic sitcom major show of all time. Like it's a very I I know I'm adding a lot of words with that with that like phrasing, but like people who are like, oh, Friends is worse. I'm like, there's nothing worse. How I Met Your Mother is the standard for low bad comedy, and, and Barney Stinson is the only character that does something. That's funny and worthwhile, but his character becomes stale after five, six seasons of the same joke over and over. He's having sex with every woman that walks in the bar. Yeah, no growth after nine years. He had growth. I didn't say that. I didn't say he didn't have growth. I said his character arc could only go so far till the end. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't, I don't like the show either. I thought like, I, ca- I cannot, but I'm like, there were people that spent nine years, Mark, watching that show. And it's a CBS show, right? Like, it was highly yeah. rated, too. Just like Bing, Big highly Bang rated. Theory, which is another yeah. show. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. This this is worse than... than I don't even like that at all, but... I, I just cannot believe that a show was... It has an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, Mark. I, 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 don't, I don't know how this show has such a... The whole a premise... It does. It does. It has its own Wikipedia page of like mythology. This this is not that in depth of a series, people. This is not, this show is so bad. If you have not watched How I Met Your Mother and you've listened to everything I've said, guess what? Here's the show. Are you ready? Marshall and Lily are married, and they make married couple jokes the whole show. Barney sleeps with everybody. Robin and Ted do this dance where Ted dates somebody, and then he comes back to Robin. Then he dates somebody. Then he comes back to Robin. And they do that for nine seasons until he marries the mom who in the whole final season we didn't get enough of to begin with. I didn't get enough of her. I, I was built up to this amazing woman that I didn't get to spend any barely any time with the final season. And then after all that, after telling me for years it's not Robin, old Ted goes back together with Robin. F this show. Mark, they built up the final season. Was was the whole final season was the dang rehearsal for Barney and Robin. They get married the next episode, Mark. Not even 15 minutes in real life. They're divorced. Unforgivable. This show is so bad. I only give it a two because of Barney. And folks, I want you to know that if COVID didn't happen, Max never watches the show. So thank no, you. No, I got yeah, I wouldn't have. If you want, if you're like, man, I can't believe you had to listen to this crap. You can blame COVID. I watched this my entire COVID tenure. And Mark, I got to season six. So this is where Isaac's full of crap. I got to season six, and I told Sarah, I said, I hate this show, but I have to finish it because I've put six seasons of work into it. I, I've been there. That's uh, yeah. I finished shows after being like, well, this is a train wreck, but I got to finish it just so I can actually form an opinion. And, and I'm looking at these reviews and I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? 9.5 out of... There is not a single episode of How I Met Your Mother that's a 10 out of 10. Not one. Not one. They're all the same thing. It's formulaic. It's, it's, it's a knockoff of friends. It's horrible, Mark. 
Oh, I got it. I got one more hot because I feel bad I didn't bring it up. I haven't talked about AEW in a while, but big things happened this past Wednesday. Yeah, let me check out for a little no, bit. No, 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 no. My one of my favorite wrestlers growing up from WCW debuted on AEW, Sting, who has been like out of wrestling for a few years. He went to WWE. Are you talking about the band? You're talking about the band? Well, Sting's a person when you're thinking musically, is a person who used to be the lead singer of the police. Sting the wrestler, Steve um now I'm blanking his name, Borden. Um he debuted, he's like six years old, so he's probably not gonna actually wrestle or might have one last match. But just the icon, he's an icon in wrestling. So it's just like it was just sweet to see him there in the ring making an appearance and you know, warmed my nostalgia heart. So I really enjoyed it. So I hope, you know, if we have any wrestling fans, they also felt the same way. But I just I'm glad, that. Mark, that you got to have that. Thank you, Max. I know how much AEW is meant to you, and apparently they're doing things that the other wrestling people aren't doing. So good for you. Yeah. All right. Can we go, go to can we go to the top five now? Oh, of course. Let's go. Let's go to the top five. Okay. The We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Top five list starts now. Uh, This week we're doing the top five most anticipated movies to watch on HBO Max from the 20... Excuse me, man, that was weird. From the 2021 slate. Uh, Keep in mind, these will also be in theaters. So if you're like, hey, you know what? We don't mind paying the $30 because we've been trapped inside with our kids for eight months. We, we actually want to pay the babysitters and go out. That's okay. You can still go watch these in the theater. They will still be available. Um, Mark, let's just we'll, – we'll count down uh, from five uh, to one since there are only two of us. Okay. I will start, Mark. My number five is Mortal Kombat. I was floored to see this movie on here. I If we talked about it, I don't remember. Um, there's no way I would have seen this in theaters. One of the blessings of this list that I will say is – Except for pretty much my top three, maybe four top. Yeah, my top four, I probably wouldn't see the rest of these. That's fair. So I, 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 I Mortal Kombat is one of those movies that I wasn't going to go see in theaters. I'm going to watch it now. So I'm interested to see how that goes. What's your number five? I did write down Mortal Kombat, so it would be an honorable mention. But I'm not going to give it an honorable mention. Cause we're not, no, we're not we doing don't. charity. And it's not, well, it's not Christmas yet. <laughs> we only do charity or Christmas because that's how we feel. Well, um, I mean, it's Christmas season. So if you wanted to do honorable mention, I'd allow it. No, 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 no. My number five is The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. That's my number five. Um, and like I said before, Conjuring, Insidious, Annabelle. I don't know what they're what I know what they're doing, but it's it's right in my alley for horror and thriller movies. Um, you want me to go by number four? Yeah, you go uh, number four, and then I'll go. Number four, The Little Things. That's my number four. Why? Uh, it just looks exciting. That's the like the crime drama with uh. Jarrett Leto and Denzel, right? Oh, yeah. You're a big Leto guy. I am. He's a good actor. Like, He's I'm, above average at best. I don't know, dude. How, his, you, would, you would give him a six out of six. Uh, what are we talking about? Like, as an actor? Rate him as an actor. I want you to rate him as an actor. Does he have an Academy Award? I, want, I didn't ask if he had an Academy Award. I asked you to rate him. Well, it's a six out of six. Okay. All right. Uh, my number four is Judas in the Black Messiah. Uh, this is the story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill. It's directed by Shaka King. 
Uh, Will Burson wrote it. Uh, Shaka King also gets credit for writing. It's going to start Daniel Kalua, Lakeith Stanfield, and Jesse Plemons. Very excited to see Jesse Plemons in this in a villain role. I think he will do it well. That's my number four. My number three is Space Jam A New Legacy. I love LeBron James. I'm a LeBron James fan. I hated him for years, but he brought a championship to L.A. I am now in his corner. I'm excited to see what he does with this franchise. This one is going to be a polarizing one, Mark, because if he messes this up, a lot of people are going to be pissy. Uh, but I feel like he is self-aware enough to make a good film, and uh, so I'm interested to see what happens. Go ahead, Mark. Number number three. Uh, Space didn't even make my list. I just want to say that, so I'm not... That's fine. That's okay. But I think like, that's fair. I feel the opposite. It's like... I, like, I'm on that boat, like, I'm really worried, so it's like, I don't want to put it on my list, because I don't want to have so much hype for it that I get disappointed. I'd rather have low expectations, and then for that movie to blow those expectations out of the water. That's why I feel Real like quick, that. Mark, real quick, I want to ask. Would you have seen The Conjuring in theaters? Yes, I probably would have. Would you have seen Space Jam in theaters? Probably. I think I would have seen Space Jam in Judas and the Black Messiah. So that that's why I have them higher. Gotcha. There's a chance that I walk out of Space Jam watching it in my living room. Where I give it a one out of six. All right, my number three is Dune. That's my number three. That's a movie, like I would argue, like with the people with Tenet. But yeah, it's probably good. You're probably gonna get a better experience in that, you know, big surround sound, big screen. But you know, if you have that setup at home, then you got it there. Um, then my number two is In the Heights. I'm excited for that. Yeah, my number two is Dune, just because of kind of what you talked about. I I haven't seen the original Dune. But this movie's been really hyped up. It's been kind of one of those movies that people have circled for 2021. Awesome cast. I mean, the cast looks incredible. I know nothing about it, and I'm kind of excited. Have you not about seen it, the the original movie or read any of the books? I've done it. I know nothing about it. So I'm you kind should, of excited you about should, it. I'm, you should do yourself a favor and read and it. Re- read the first book, and then watch the first movie because it's um. Oh, what's his name? directed he did uh, he also did um twin peaks too and a bunch of other movies. oh okay i didn't know that okay that's good to know yeah 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 i didn't know that okay good yeah so dune's on my list at number two number number one because you've done your number two right yep in the number one for me is the suicide squad um look at us is that yours too that's my number one too there you go i mean that's that's that that would count as an infinity snap the suicide squad is with james gunn directing I, this is another movie, Mark. I, I do think there's a chance this movie isn't good. I'll put it that way. James Gunn is one of my directors that I think is like untouchable. But with this product, I could see people not enjoying it. I'll put it that way. The first Suicide Squad is going to be a challenge to overcome. The first Suicide Squad won awards. Oh my gosh. For Mark... Are we really going down back this road again? Are you really going to push me through this again? What, who, who got an award first, DC or Warner Bros.? I didn't ask. I, mean, I didn't Marvel. ask. I said, are you just going to send me down this road again? Yes, I am, because I'm going to okay, hold you accountable. Fine, fine. Yeah, DC got an got an, uh, an Oscar before Marvel did. Thank you. But yes, I think with this, like the experiment, I'm just saying, saying, I, I have, I have caution for this movie than, than, movie than parts, I think other people do. It could be just a crapshoot of a movie. It could be. And James Gunn is not, I mean, he has some movies where it's like, those are out there movies, like Slither. That movie's out there. I, I And I could see him getting a little wild with it. 
but I'm there day one, right? Like, I mean, that that's that's like it, that's the back of my head part of me. But I'm there day one. Like, the crazier the better. I'm for the ride. But it's going to be interesting from the consumer perspective to see what they think about it. But see, where I'm with you on that, with the the James Gunn aspect, is he's he puts out good quality movies. I feel like so I think we yeah. won't get disappointed on that side. And I'm sure he doesn't have a bunch of hands in the cookie jar because he's like, dude. I'm going to go back to Disney really quick. So if you guys are going to treat me like this, I'll never come back. I think there's that aspect. So I think he has a way more better control over this versus like, you know, the Justice League movie where there was too many hands in the jar and then just becomes crap. I don't think we're going to get that with the Suicide Squad. That's a great argument, Mark. That's a great point. No, the, those are most anticipated movies. Check us out. Uh, you can check out the variety link in the show notes uh, to see the other ones. All right, Mark, we talked about Tom and Jerry last week. Are you going to watch that movie? Well, if, it, if I don't have to pay $30 or any money and it's just on HBO Max, I will watch it. Because you know me, I'll, I'll pretty much watch anything. Um, but I'm not going to pay for it. Because I've been burnt once with Mulan. So it's like, you got to make me really want... I got Not make me, but I really want to have to see it if I'm going to spend money for it. Yeah, you. I appreciate you watching Mulan and giving us a heads up. I completely trust your judgment on that. Part. And that was, that was a family decision too. It wasn't like, I mean, I really want to watch it. It was like, Oh, eh. Kelly, Kelly was invested. Right, I'm not going to say it's like, it was, oh, she peer pressured me or like pressuring into it. It was like, I was like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see we're not blaming out. Kelly, but we're going to tell her that it's her fault. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I will. Marka, thanks for coming on. It was great to have you on. Obviously a, an infinity bro, Mark and Max episode goof around is always a fun time. Make sure you check out Mark on Twitter. Mark, what's your handle on Twitter? You know, I'm so old. I made it back in 2009. I believe it is. And I don't want to look it up. I just want to know off the top of my head. Um, I think it's Marky Mark, but with two Y's in the middle. 61. It is. You are correct. Yep. You are correct. Um, you can follow him. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at The Infinity Bros. You can check us out online at TheInfinityBros.com. Isaac does Thrifty Thursdays. Make sure you check those out where he's twitching. Follow us on Twitch. You can see the, sh- the link to that in the show notes. We do a lot of great content there. Jared, Isaac are killing it out there. Uh, Zane's doing some good stuff down there as well. We'd love for you to check us out on all those platforms. As always, we love you guys 3,000. We will talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.